Bonjour everyone and welcome back to Self Interrupted, the top 130 French podcast with your host Kit Costello. It's the Paris episode baby, we are in Paris, the European leg of the Self Interrupted tour has started, no it's true, it's true. I'm currently sitting in my Airbnb in Paris and I'm excited to go through all of the drama that has occurred on this Paris trip. Now we will be talking about bad Airbnbs. We will be talking about Paris Fashion Week castings. And we will be talking about the time I almost got scammed on the streets of Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. This episode, it's just gonna be a whole catch-up, okay? I'm not doing a week catch-up because I've officially been here for a week. It's currently the 6th of March when I'm recording this and I've been in Paris for officially a week. Yeah, it's just gonna be a whole big catch-up which I'm kind of excited about because I've never really done that before. It's always like in little sections. I do like, you know, a catch-up, the topic, and then I end it with a question. No, there's no question this time. Okay, there's no question, there's no recommendation. I'm just doing a whole episode dedicated to everything that's been going on in Paris, like I promised you guys in the last couple of episodes. But before we get into my current trip in Paris, I wanna talk about my first trip to Paris last year and why I think I really over-romanticized this trip. Last year, May, I came to Paris. Now, that trip was um, phenomenal. I stayed with my friend Moya and I stayed for less than a week. Now, what a good amount of time to stay anywhere, like just less than a week. So you can kind of compact everything into it. During this week, we went to see two of our favorite artists, Conan Gray and Gracie Abrams. Yeah, everyone screamed. And we were staying in a beautiful place in Paris, a beautiful area, and the sun was always shining. Reminder, it's May, it's spring. Okay, so that's just a little context that you needed to hear. We had friends coming in and out of Paris. I had my friend with me. That's why I think I enjoyed it so much last time. Now coming here this time, that's exactly what I thought it was going to be like off the bat. I was like, oh yeah, it's just going to be the same, same vibes. Mm, No, no, it wasn't. Okay. So let me start the story off in London. I went to stay with my friend Emma because I had a very early train. I had a train at six, but I had to get there at five, which means I had to wake up at four. I know. I am kind of an early bird though, like let me be real, but by choice, like when I'm being told to wake up at a certain time, don't make me scream. Like it's four o'clock and I'm doing my skincare routine. What's going on? so bad for me. Anyway, so I get an Uber from Emma's to St. Pancras. One thing about me, I do love a late night Uber. I do. Or even I guess it's an early morning Uber. It's so fun. And I feel like, you know, me and the driver, we have something in common. We're both up at 4am and we're in an Uber. You know, it's kind of cute of us. It's kind of fun vibes. I get to St. Pancras and straight away, I'm in the lines for security, which was a nice little change because the first time I came to Paris, there was drama. I don't know why, what was going on. I think it was like pretty soon after the whole pandemic. So the line was really, really long. This time when I came, it was like a nice little short line. It was very controlled, very easy to get in and out of. And I did my little security and it went very smoothly, very slay. I was like stripping in security as you do. And that kind of stresses me out when you have to put like your luggage on the little tray and it goes through the thing. Girl, don't make me scream and then there's people behind you there's people in front of you and you feel like you have to rush that's so bad for me i'm gonna be honest anyway and it's 4 a.m so like none of the shops were open like there's a prep but the children were lining up for the prep you know i don't know when it was gonna open the prep like maybe like half five and it was currently like five and there was a massive line i was like is this the line for the train you bitches are crazy you're lining up for a coffee are you that serious i just got my little fanta It was five o'clock in the morning and I did. I drank the whole Fanta. I did. It's true. And I was sitting down and then, you know, our platform got called and I skedaddled my way onto the train. I did my little one, two step. 
Now, one thing about me with the Eurostar is that you can like change your seats before you get onto the train. Like literally like an hour beforehand, you can change your seats. So I was scrolling all up and down the carriages on that app, on that Eurostar app, finding a seat where I didn't have to sit next to someone. And I found one. Mm-hmm. I made my little journey from London to Paris with no one sitting next to me. And that was such a sleigh. I was editing self-interrupted February favorites episode. And then I think like tiredness hit me like really bad, okay? Because bear in mind, it's 4 a.m. I've been lugging around luggage that was literally like almost just as heavy as me. I'm gonna be real, like that shit is so heavy. And I make my way to Paris, okay? And I'm tired at this point. Oh my gosh, my neighbors, please. If you hear any noises throughout this recording, please bear in mind that, you know, I'm in an apartment now, you guys. Um, And um, yeah, you may hear like little noises here and there because my neighbors are pretty noisy. Anyway, um... <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. But basically, I'm in Paris now. Okay, so I've made my way to Paris. I'm currently at, what is it, the Grand du Nord or something like that? The Grand Norder. I don't know. Sorry, blessed be to the Parisians listening. Anyway, I'm in Paris. On the train there, I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. These bags are heavy. I'm going to get an Uber from the station, the Paris station, to my Airbnb. It's kind of long getting on the metro, whatever. Tell me why an Uber in Paris is like 40 pounds. 40 euros, sorry. Oh my gosh, I was screaming. I was like, there's no way I was spending 40 euros when I could just do like two euros 10 on the metro. So that idea was thrown straight out the window when I saw that 40 euros sign. So I'm lugging my bags all up and down the metro. And let me tell you one thing about the metro in Paris. Oh, I'm going to scream right now. Parisians, French, dearest, you need to get it together. Get contactless payments. You have it in the shops. Why don't you have it on the metro? I'm at like this ATM looking thing, getting a Metro pass. That cost me £2.10 Euros every time. £2.10, Euros, please. €2.10 Euros each time. It's so annoying. And also to add on to that, please add escalators into your Metro stations. And I know what you're going to say. There are escalators. Yeah, in some, in most of the ones that I've been in, especially when I have my suitcases, I was screaming going down three flights of stairs. Oh, yeah. That was bad for me. And not one person offered help. Sorry, I do offer help to the children in London who are holding suitcases and going up and down stairs. So where was that for me? Yeah, I am going to complain about it. Anyway, I made my way onto the metro and I had a little change. I had a little change onto another train. Anyway, I get out. I'm in the area. Now, like I said, when I first came to Paris, I was in a lovely area of Paris. This was not the worst area, but it wasn't the best. Let me tell you that. So I get out and I'm like, oh, Christ, mama, what is this? I made my way to my little apartment, girl. Okay, let me just set the scene for you right now. I am standing in an alleyway. It's kind of dark. I don't know how, because it's currently 9 a.m. in Paris. Somehow in this alleyway, it seems dark and it just stinks. So I'm like, okay, great, slay. Oh my gosh, I just remembered something. Okay, so I open the door. Okay, oh my gosh, you guys don't make me scream right now. I open the door. I do the little code outside of the apartment and the door opens and I'm like, okay, slay. It's pitch black and I just smell cigarette smoke and I'm like, "Mm, yeah, no one's here. So why is there cigarette smoke? I look down at my bags. I start bringing them in. I look up and there's a silhouette of a man walking towards me. Oh shit. When did this become a horror podcast? I was just kind of, you know, when you're just like ready to fight, I was like, oh shit. Okay. Well, this is, it's happening. Let's, let's get into it. Um, he just turned on the light. I think he was just like, you know, someone cleaning and I was like fully ready to, you know, go in. Anyway, blessed be to that man. Well, actually no, blessed be either way, but he didn't help me bring my luggage up. And this time it was serious. I was on the top floor of this apartment like building. 
There were six flights of stairs, I think. And I had a huge suitcase and a tote bag. It was bad for me, you guys. Anyway, I get to my apartment. I don't even know if you can call it that bitch. It was a room. And I opened the door and girl, instantly I was like, oh, this is not good. This is not good. Now, I want to preface that I spent money, obviously, but I spent quite a lot of money. You need to think I'm staying in Paris for nine nights, okay? So give or take, it's about a hundred pound a night. Yeah, do the math. So I opened the door and it's flop. As soon as I walk in, I'm like, oh shit, this is bad for me. And I'm trying to romanticize it as much as I can. I'm struggling to. I open this door. It's just, I want to try and explain it to you because I want to set the scene for you as much as I can. It's cozy, okay? It's cozy. It's kind of sweet. It's kind of cute, but it's lived in, which is kind of, it. by lived in, I just mean it's cluttered. It's very, very cluttered. Like, Every single drawer is filled up. All of the bathroom drawers are filled up with like all of the host's products. There's books everywhere. It's just, there's no space and everything's dusty. The floor is not wooden, it's tiled. So it just feels cold. And then there's like hair everywhere. To add on to this, it's obviously a studio apartment and it doesn't actually have a bed. It's just a sofa bed. And the sofa bed was sprawled out. In the images of the Airbnb, the sofa bed was actually put away. So when I came in and the sofa bed was out, it just threw me off guard, I think as well, because there was barely any room to walk. Also, because I'm on the top floor, it was a loft apartment. So half of the ceiling was slanted because it was obviously the roof and I couldn't stand up. I couldn't. Okay. So bad things about this apartment. It stunk of cigarettes. There was dust everywhere. There was hair everywhere. I couldn't stand up in it. Every utensil I felt was dirty or rusty. Yeah. No, it's bad for me. Okay. Everything except for one chest of drawers was filled of this host's stuff. All of the stuff in the bathroom was just her stuff. The fridge was full of food. Well, not full of food. Randomly, there was just like a pack of prunes in there and like vegan butter that was used. And then like half a um, bottle of Coke Zero. And I was like, okay, sure. But like, why? Why? What are we doing? You know? And a reminder, I'm paying a lot of money to be here. I didn't even have time to rest because I had a casting to go to straight away. But before I did that, I wanted to go and grab some food because I hadn't eaten. So I had to go to the local store. I had to pick up some cutlery because I didn't trust the cutlery that this person left me. It was rusty, girl. What, what did you want me to do? Eat a rusty like knife and fork and spoon? No. Anyway, I come back. I have my food and I go straight to a casting. I kind of had to get over the fact that this apartment was kind of shit. And I had to walk to this casting. Well, I didn't have to walk. Let me preface that real quick. I could have literally just got the Metro, but no. I did a 40 minute walk in Paris because I was trying to romanticize it. And I was not in the place in Paris where you romanticize shit. This was like the more modern area of Paris, which I don't really care for. It was just like high buildings, like all glass, like not the sleigh little Parisian Paris that I love. Anyway, I walked to the casting 40 minutes bloody later. I'm in my little heeled boot. My feet are blistered at this point. I can feel that they're blistered. I'm sweating. I get there. They see me for about 30 seconds and they say, okay, you can go. I was like, great. Didn't get that fucking job, you know? So then I get the Metro back home. I get back to the apartment and I slowly but surely, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a depressive episode, but I definitely slipped into something low. I was in this apartment by myself. Oh, 
Also to add, there was no Wi-Fi. I was paying almost £100 a night for no Wi-Fi and a dirty apartment. Okay, you guys, it's bad for me. You have to understand. So I start spiraling because I'm here for like 10 days. I just felt so lonely in this apartment because it was so high up. There weren't any windows. There was only a skylight. And then to also add on to this, there's like a mezzanine, mezzanine, something thing where you like, it's something where you can like climb up and then there's a bed there. That was completely packed with all that old shit. So there's old furniture, old boxes, old rugs and stuff. So I felt like I was just living in a junkyard. In all honesty, it was disgusting. And I was just spiraling. So I kind of try my best to make do. I didn't have any other plans for the rest of the day. And I was just like in the trenches, to be honest. I was so low. I called a couple of friends and I called my mom and I just had to be like, I've got to move. I can't stay here for nine more nights. I bitch, I can't stay here for two nights. I knew I had to stay there for a night. If I was to get an Airbnb, I could only move in the next day. So I was like, right, I know I have to stay here for a night but I'm not staying here for the rest of my trip. So I've got to leave. I book an Airbnb. Did I read the reviews? No, but we'll get onto that later. I booked this Airbnb and straight away, I'm like, okay, I feel better now. It's good. It's okay. I can spend a night here. It's all good. I end up watching Gilmore Girls. I try and romanticize it as much as I can. Because the thing is about that apartment is that when it was nighttime, it was actually pretty cute. But when it was daytime, it was not because it was so stuffy and kind of dim. But when it was night, it kind of added to the character of it because it was so like cozy almost and cluttered. It felt very homely. I wake up the next day and I have to repack everything into my suitcase. Now, bear in mind, I've bought food. Before the bag was heavy. Oh, she's heavier now and I had to take it back down these six flights of stairs. <sighs> so bad for me. The morning of, I had to message Airbnb and I had to give them a little stern response and be like, bestie, this apartment is trash. I cannot stay here. I want a refund. And they were like, well, you have to message your host. And I'm such a people pleaser that my message to Airbnb was so much more stern. To the host, I was like, oh my gosh, hi bestie. I need to leave. Please find it in your heart to refund me at least partially because this apartment was non-refundable. Okay. That's a huge piece of law that I missed. Okay. I was under the impression that I would leave this apartment one night and being there and have to still pay all that money while on top of that paying for another Airbnb. Anyway, the host doesn't get back in contact with me. So I'm in the trenches right now. I'm talking to Airbnb and they're just like, you just need to wait for your host to reply to you. But by this point, I've needed to leave this first Airbnb, bad Airbnb, let's call her. My check-in for the better Airbnb was at 2.30 p.m. I get there at two. Famously, kickoff start is always gonna be early. As I get there, I get an email from my Airbnb host and blessed be to her, she refunded me partially. And I was like, you know what? Beggars can't be choosers. I'll take it. I was like, thank you so much. I appreciate this. Blah, blah, blah. We left it on good terms. But if she asked me to write a review, it would not be a pretty one. So thank goodness she hasn't. I don't know if she's going to leave me a review. But if she does, oh, I'm going in. I'm going to go straight onto your Airbnb. And I'm going to do a dissertation about how bad, how unclean, how dusty it was. And I'm going to leave pictures. Oh, I will. I have them on my phone still, bestie. So it's 2 p.m. I'm outside my better Airbnb. Like I said, I didn't read reviews. Now, as I was outside of this Airbnb, I started reading the reviews and they were mixed. It had like a 4.8 star review and I was like, oh, great. But then the bad reviews were bad. The bad reviews were like, I can hear everyone in the building. And I was just like, spiraling outside of this Airbnb. I was like, I fucked up once again. Are you kidding me? And this time it would have fully just been my fault. I wouldn't have learned my lesson. But to be fair, the reviews on the bad Airbnb were great. They're like, this is like such a good stay in Paris. Go stop lying. Who was paying you to write those reviews? Because that Airbnb was bad. Anyway, I get let into this Airbnb and I've lowered my expectations. I'm like, it's going to be smaller than I think. It's not going to be good. I get in and it's slay. It's such a slay little Airbnb. It's not little, bitch, it's big. It has a separate bedroom, a separate living room, a separate 
kitchen and a separate bathroom and like tall ceilings. And compared to the bad B&B where it literally had like black mold on the walls and the windows, this new better Airbnb had like Parisian sleigh, like sculpted mold around the the ceiling. What is that? Like the moldings? Moldings? I don't know. I forget what that's called. Like a skirting board, like this molded skirting board, like really pretty Parisian sleigh. And I was like, oh, this is what I needed. It was so good for me. So I unpacked my stuff once again. And as soon as I got here, actually there was a cleaner here, which was great. A massive juxtaposition from my first pissing Airbnb where, girl, I don't think there's been a cleaner there for years. And this cleaner was putting fresh sheets on. They were like cleaning the bathroom, the kitchen, the living room. It was so cute. And I was like, okay, slay. So I unpacked some of my stuff and then I was sent to another casting. That casting, I didn't get it. It, I don't know if it went well, clearly it didn't. But as soon as I got to that casting, I literally said to them, cause they were all English. I was like, I haven't spoken to someone in real life in like 48 hours. They were like, oh my gosh, speak to us. But after that, I went for a little walk. I went to Luxembourg Gardens and I just did a little one, two step just around Paris. And I think I walked back to that area where I stayed with my friend in May. And I realized I was not staying far away from it at all. Like at all, I was in such a better mood because I was about what, a 20 minute walk from where I was staying previously, which is not a long walk. And then I was like, oh my gosh, my mood is so lightened. I came back home. And for me throughout this trip, something that I've learned is being completely by myself. When I'm at home on the farm, I'm like, I like to be by myself. But I think there's a difference between being completely by yourself in an apartment and being by yourself in your room, in your family house, because you know that you'll come downstairs and like even your dog being there it makes a difference. But coming back to an apartment, even after I'd had such a sleigh walk and made a realization that I was close to where I was staying last year, I still felt slightly depleted when I came home. I think throughout this trip, I've really learned how to be with myself and enjoy that time because it's something that I didn't think about. You know, even a couple of months ago, I was like, I really want to move out. I've got to leave. I've got to leave the farm. But I think if I hadn't have had this experience, I would have been absolutely in the trenches if I had moved out when I wanted to. I definitely think everything was meant to be, especially going from that unslay apartment to this one. I mean, there's so many lessons that I've learned and I've only been here for what, like a week. I really think I've come into getting used to being by myself and learning the indicators that make me feel like I'm feeling more alone and what I need to do to make myself feel happier like I'm gonna go on a walk now and sometimes if I go on too much of a long walk I get annoyed so I just need to like I think it's just been such a learning curve this whole experience and I feel so much more settled in this place because I was really about to go home I'm not gonna lie like that first night I was very much contemplating just getting a Eurostar back home because I didn't even want to think about spending more money on an Airbnb to me before even doing that I was like that's not even an option I do not have the money to be doing that but I think I just want to enjoy this experience whether I get jobs or I don't and I've enjoyed the experience I've just treated it like a holiday because I don't really go on holiday that much anymore I mean the last time I honestly went on holiday was when I last came to Paris. Oh my gosh, not Paris being my holiday destination, please. That's kind of like the Paris drama that went on. Now I want to talk about like what I've been doing since I've come to this sleigh Airbnb. 
it feels like I can romanticize Paris again. And I know to any people living in Paris, that's probably so annoying to hear. I think there is something special about going anywhere, really. Like, I think you've romanticized going on any holiday and I just loved it. You guys, oh my gosh, I made friends. Ah, that's my bestie. I made friends with the person at my local shop and I've been speaking French to her and she's been like teaching me little pieces of French here and there. She like smiles at me every time I come in. Like, I mean, that's literally the bare minimum, but. I don't know, it was just really sweet. And I feel like I've just like, I, I've got to know this little area. I think something else that actually was really, f not funny, but like telling, I guess, of the situation and the state I was in is when I got to this apartment, I didn't realize I'm so close to the Eiffel Tower, I can see it. I was in such a state that I was so tunnel vision on this idea that all of this was flopping that I couldn't see that I was in such a cool area. But since I've been here, I've just been appreciating this area for what it is. By that, I mean, I've been doing my own photo shoots. I haven't had a professional photo shoot out here, which is kind of frustrating, but I was not about to let that stop me because I have a digital camera. I have slate outfits. So I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna just, I'm not gonna be pessimistic about this. I'm gonna be optimistic. And I took some of the slayest photos of myself that I think I've taken. They're all on my Instagram. You can go and look at them now. I'm gonna talk about them. So I took a picture of me in a dress and there's like a mirror in front of me. That picture was taken on a coffee table and then on top of the coffee table, I put my suitcase. And then on top of the suitcase, I put my digital camera on a 10 second timer and just hope for the best. And then there was another photo that I took, which is just like the, the profile photo of me on my Instagram. I took that after I came back from a Dior event and I sort of segue. One of my friends is out here and they do like social media kind of stuff. And luckily they invited me to a couple of their little events, like as a plus one, which was so slay because I mean, I was kind of content in just doing my own thing in Paris in the sense that it got to a point of being here for like half a week and I wasn't getting invites to events through my agency. So I was like, okay, I guess it's not going to happen, which was kind of annoying and a bit deflating, but I kind of just came to terms with it. And I was like, you know what? I'm used to doing a lot of stuff by myself. So I went to this Dior event, which was absolutely beautiful, you guys. And it's actually open to the public. I think the only thing about it that was special was that we got like a tour guide. This tour guide basically took us around this museum and told us everything about it. And it was so slay. I loved every second of it. It was so interesting learning all these facts. For example, there was like a rule with the term hot couture in 1956 that each runway had to end with a wedding dress that didn't have to be part of the collection but it just had to be a wedding dress to kind of show off the skills of the designer which i thought was so interesting which is why a lot of runways and collections end with a white gown a little fact for you on self-interrupted with kit costello the paris edition but that was a really fun event and really interesting and it actually made me laugh because i'd watched a film called mrs harris goes to paris which is about this like old maid kind of person who saves up so much money to come to Paris to go to the Dior shop to buy a dress. It's actually a really sweet film and I actually knew a lot of facts about Dior through that film, but I didn't want to say it to these professionals. I didn't want to be like, oh my gosh, I knew that because I watched Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, please. Anyway, yeah, we went to that event and then we went to another one. I forget the name of the event or the designer even, but oh my gosh, it was influencers in the wild, you guys. I think in those situations, a lot of people feel so uncomfortable because it's a very intimidating space. I'm not used to it. I walked in and I was so overwhelmed. I was like not expecting it to be like an influencer party during the day. So I just 
you know, my friend invited me to this place. I walked in and I was expecting it to just be like, you know, viewing a little collection. But no, there were like people standing around with drinks and I was screaming. Everyone was like beautiful. And I felt like, no, it was the judging. You know, you feel like someone's looking at you and judging you. It was that. And I was like, oh, I don't need this right now. Because I wasn't ready to slay. Thank goodness I did my makeup, you know? Not that I need to, but like I was not feeling confident that day. Anyway, I went to that event and the Dior event. And those were kind of the things that I've, honestly done in Paris. But oh my gosh, girl, let me talk about me almost getting scammed on the streets of Paris. I was walking home from uh, where is it? Luxembourg Gardens, I think. I was going to the place where me and my friend stayed last year because they have a really slay little health food store there that does incredible tofu. And I just wanted to grab some tofu and then I wanted to go home. This person had separate ideas from that. So there was a person sitting on the side of the street with like a instrument. I guess they were like pretending to busk or something, but they had put their like coins, you know, buskers or whatever they have like a jar of coins but they put it in the middle of the street so that people would step on it and the scam is people would step on it people would feel bad they either give money or they pick the money up and put it in the pot and then the person would take their wallet when they're like picking up their money do you know what i'm saying i do that i step on the yeah, I do. I fall for the scam. Accidentally, bitch. I was I was I had my headphones on. I forget what I was listening to, but I then step on the coins and I scream. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, pardon, pardon, excusez-moi, blessed be, you know? And it's this child. Now, he's no older than 14, but he's like making, he's like squaring up to me. And I'm like, sir, you were no more than five foot. Like, what are you doing? Okay. He comes up to me and he's like, ah, pardon, pardon, da, 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 da. he's saying all this shit, right? And immediately I'm like, oh my gosh, I'll give you money. And then I was like, um, no, I see what's going on here. I see what's going on here. So I just turn around and this child's looking up at me because bear in mind, I'm like a six foot two person. And he's like, give me money, give me money. And I'm like, girl, no, but in French. And he's like, pick it up, pick it up. And I'm like, oh, he has an attitude. I'm not get. there's no way, you know, the absolute, no, like I'm not picking your shit up. First of all, I know this is a scam, but second of all, I'm not picking it up, okay? Cause you're either gonna try and snatch my wallet or I just, I don't wanna, t- a bitch, first of all, I don't wanna touch dirty coins at the best of times, especially not if they're on the streets in Paris and I'm fearing that you're gonna try and steal my wallet. Don't make me scream right now. So the worst thing about this is that I couldn't really get away. Cause in the heat of the moment, I was trying to get to the health food store to buy my tofu famously, but I need to cross a road and the red man was signaling for me to not cross the road because the cars were coming. No, it's true. So I have this five foot child screaming at me saying, pick up my coins or give me money. English, English. And I'm like, oh Christ. And I'm like, I'm not giving you money. Literally fuck off. Like I'm so serious. I was like, oh, you are so annoying right now. I just, I don't want to do this. Looking back, I should have just like walked in the opposite direction. But then like, I don't know what, like he could have just followed me. I don't know. You, You think a lot of like things in hindsight. So I'm just repeatedly saying like, no. And he's obviously thinking, like shit I'm in my flop era because I thought this person was gonna like give me money or pick up my coins it's backfired onto him I've kicked over his coins and now he has to pick them up but it's all his fault so anyway I'm like no 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 and then he like lightly kicks my leg and I'm like okay sure um and I think at that point he had just given up and then I just kind of look at him and I'm like you just kick my leg but like you didn't kick it hard you just kind of like tapped it and I was like okay sure and then I kind of just like stare at him and then he spits at me Mm -hmm. yeah 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 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, no, that was bad for me. I'm going to be real. And of course, as soon as he spits, the fucking red man turns green. I cross the road. I have a bottle of water in my bag and I spray it all over my face. Now, he didn't spit a lot. It wasn't like insane, but it was almost just like spray. I know, disgusting. But I felt it go on my lip and I was like, I don't need this right now. So I'm just over a bin in Paris, like spraying water on my face, rubbing my lips. And I was like, I've got to go home. And I was like, no, bitch, you're not going home on that note, okay? So I went to a cafe that I went to last time I was in Paris, opposite the health food store, famously. I did get my tofu, no, it's true, okay? And then I went to the cafe. I spent 15 euros on an iced coffee and two gluten-free cookies, but it was worth it because I didn't go home feeling shit. I kind of just laughed it off and I had to message my friends because I was also like, do I even tell people about this? Because it's not embarrassing, but I just kind of felt bad. I'm not gonna lie, like walking away from it, I was kind of like, should I have just given him money? Because I feel like people aren't just in a situation where they're scamming people just because they have tons of money. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of felt bad after it, to be honest, because I just kicked over his stuff and then I didn't pick it up. But then I was like, girl, what are you talking about? This child was just trying to scam you and you feel bad. So anyway, I'm in the cafe. I'm kind of laughing it off. Bear in mind, I did wash my face completely in the cafe with the cafe soap. I washed my hands. Basically, I had to just like eat and drink to kind of just like forget about it. And that was kind of like the drama of that day. It was insane, you guys. I'm not going to lie. After it happened, I was like, oh my gosh, this this could go either way. I could either be so sad about what just happened and really like take it to heart. Or I could just kind of like joke about it and go and get a gluten-free cookie from the Slay Cafe. And you know which one I chose? I chose the gluten-free cookie in the Slay Cafe and I laughed about it. I did. And now I'm talking about it on Self-Interrupted. So here's a little bit of a tip for you. If you're in Paris, if you're in anywhere, make sure you look out for a pot of change in the streets. What is fun is the fact that I bought a capo for the guitar that is in my Airbnb. The Airbnb that I'm in, the Slay B&B, that's what I'm going to call it, the Slay B&B. It has a guitar in it and I bought a capo or a a capo or a capo and I'm writing little songs here and there and I've really been enjoying it. I mean, that's like another thing about this Airbnb is that it has a little guitar and it just, it makes me feel more homely because at home I like write songs and I have my little guitar. So it just feels really sweet. And I've been eating my little salads because, oh my gosh, Here's another bit of kit law. I didn't think the stove worked because there's one ring of the stove, the bottom right one, that just wasn't turning on. I could just hear like the gas clicking and I was like, what the fuck? Okay, well, sure. I don't mind. I love salads. I'll just have salads for the rest of my time. Again, people pleaser. I was like, I'll just have salads for the rest of I won't contact Airbnb. Anyway, so I'm on like the fifth day of me just eating salad, which again, I'm fine with. I'm like, hmm, let me just test out the other rings. They turn on perfectly fine. Don't make me scream. So I've just been eating bloody salads voluntarily. But did I change it? No. I literally went out shopping today and I just bought salad ingredients. Which, oh my gosh, let me talk about the food that I love here. Christ! Oh my gosh, it's so good. Okay, first of all, the hummus here is incredibly smooth and thick, which I don't really care for. It's a little too thick for me. But there is this, oh my gosh, don't make me scream right now. There is this, it's almost like a dip. It's in the same section where the hummus is in Paris, but it's like slow roasted aubergines in tomato sauce. And it's a little bit spicy, not spicy, spicy, but it has a kick to it. It's in French. And when I try to translate it, it's just like aubergine. And I'm like, okay, sure. It's so good. It's so good. I honestly don't want it in the UK. When I have been in Paris before, for example, there's a Slay Tofu in that health food store. You can't really get it in the UK. It's very hard to find it. So when I come to Paris, I like to have like food here that I know I can't get in the UK because it makes it more special, you know? And I have been kind of like, stock buying this slow roasted aubergine in tomato sauce thing because it's so nice 
as for fashion week, I guess that's maybe why a couple of you are here. I mean, there's no reason for you to be here for me to talk about Paris fashion week because it's kind of been somewhat of a... It's been an experience. I wouldn't say it's been a flop because I have had castings, but I haven't had a lot. I wasn't expecting to come here and do so much work, but... I just haven't done any. But like I said, about halfway through this trip, not even halfway through, a few days into it, I started treating it like a holiday rather than, you know, a work trip, which I think really changed my perspective on it. Because if I thought I was going to be here for work the whole trip, I would have been in the trenches right now. On one hand, I'm like trying to treat myself in Paris. But then on the other hand, I'm trying to like think about future me in the UK. Future me thinking, Christ, maybe you shouldn't have spent, you know, 30 pounds in the health food store on six items. You know, maybe that wasn't the best idea. But I think this trip, I've learned a lot about myself. Now I understand what it's like to be alone. And I understand what it's like to be alone to an extent. Obviously I had like, I could call my family, call my friends, but I understand what it's like to be with myself. But also something that I've learned is that I enjoy that time by myself. And I enjoy the little routines that I make. I've, I make routines so quickly. I already made my little routine with the woman in the Monoprix and she's been teaching me a little bit of French every day. And she kind of like laughs at me getting it wrong, but like in a very endearing way. And she's really sweet. I come back here and I make my salads and then I watch Out of Banks, which Christ. Okay, let's get into that real quick. Yesterday, I actually had a whole day where I wanted to spend it all inside. Cause I was like, I'm spending so much money on this Airbnb. I just want to have a whole day where I just sit inside and watch films and TV shows. And I'm not going to feel guilty about it. And you know what? I didn't. I didn't at all. I finished watching Red Rose, which is a show on Netflix. It's so good. I then started watching Outer Banks. I stopped halfway through season three because girl, it is just a mess. But I'm kind of watching it as a bit of a guilty pleasure at the moment. And it's kind of just funny because I'm laughing at how not great it is. But then the cherry on top, Last night I watched Eat, Pray, Love. When I tell you there's no other film I should have watched in my time in Paris, I've never watched the film before. If you haven't watched it, I would say watch it if you're in a crisis. If you feel like you're in your flop era or if you feel like you're about to enter your flop era, go watch it. It's just all about self-love in eating habits, in loving other people, in loving yourself. And it's a film that I really needed to watch at the right time. And I love that. I love it when the stars align and you watch a film that you feel like you need to watch. But I think that kind of concludes everything that I have done so far in my time in Paris. This trip has honestly been so much fun. It hasn't been successful work-wise, if I'm going to be honest, but I mean, I wasn't expecting to get like every single job under the sun. It would have been nice to get a couple, but I think even in terms of like modeling in Paris, I've learned that no, I don't need to be here for nine nights. Maybe I could be here for half a week next time and people just need to work around me. Turning 21 a couple of weeks ago and then coming straight to Paris and having this bit of a, like a revelation of myself, I think it's free slay. And I've really enjoyed my time here and I think I I'm gonna miss it. But I think I'm also ready to go home, which is also a lovely thing. I really hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode of Self Interrupted. If you have, please make sure to rate it on Spotify. You can also rate it on Apple Podcasts. You could leave a review. That would be incredible. Thank you so much. You can also follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at kit.costello. You can submit your questions and your story times to kitcanbeinteresting.com and I'll read them or answer them. But other than that, I hope you have an incredible week. I'm sending you so much love as always. Kit.